If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Welcome back to the Quantum Revenue Expansion Show. Super excited to have you back with us. And I have a very special guest here with me today, Annie Michelson. Annie, I just want to say hello and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Urs. <laughs> Did you hear that? She called me Urs. All my friends call me. So Annie is, has become a dear friend of mine. And I want to give a shout out to Nikki Emick, who was a mutual friend of ours who actually connected us. And so much love to Nikki for being an amazing connector in this world. And today, Annie and I are going to be talking about leading with authenticity to create a multi-six or seven-figure plus-plus business. And we're going to dig into all the things about how you can be authentic, how you can still be yourself and grow an amazing company. So super excited to have Annie share with us today. Before that, though, if you haven't yet, go to UrsulaInc.co, my homepage, my new homepage, and grab our masterclass. It's all about quantum revenue expansion, how to grow your business right now, even in like the still very interesting time that we find ourselves in. And at the Quantum Revenue Expansion Masterclass, you will discover how to, I got to look down, I got to remember all the things, how to create your brand new revenue container. Like for some of you, you've got to expand your the amount of money, let's just say the amount of money that you're willing to let in every single month. You've got to expand your monthly stretch goal so that it can actually show up for you. And I show you how to do that. So if you also probably need to up-level your pricing packages and your marketing. And so once you expand your pricing, a lot of times you or expand your um, revenue container. Often you go, you know, in order to get there, I've got to make some shifts. 
maybe it's shifting the pricing maybe it's changing the programs the packages the way you've been doing things so we talk about how to do that and then third on the third day we talk about how to collapse time and reach your goals in quantum fashion and that can be through anything from team to processes to systems to mindset so we dial all of that in so you can truly have that quantum leap that you want all right what else if you haven't yet some of you i know are just waiting and have been thinking about coming to the 2x intensive our next course is at the end of september you can go to ursula um, ursula.inc forward slash or excuse me ursula inc dot co i gotta remember my url forward slash apply put in your information there it'll be in the show notes and you can send us information about your company what you're up to now and my team will get back to you to set up a time to talk about the 2x intensive and how we can support your growth all right all the things with that, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Annie or Dr. Annie as her patients know her. Dr. Annie Michelson has had a clear purpose since she was five to be a chiropractor, entrepreneur, and mom. She's such an amazing mama. After a short stint in the music industry, which I didn't know a whole lot about Annie, I'm just gonna say that, we might have to talk about that. She went on to graduate as valedictorian of her chiropractic class. Did not surprise me, just saying. 10 years later, she has built a seven-figure business from the ground up, all while raising three super cool, adorable, amazing sons. All right, Annie, we're here. We made it. Cheers. I'm so excited to have this conversation. She's like, here's mine. Here's right here. I should have told you that. Like, we drink lots of coffee on the show. Um, super excited to have this conversation. And I'm, I'm curious. Like, I have a lot of questions for you. You know, and I know you outside, I know you more outside of your business than in your business, which typically is the reverse for me. So, you know, as I was reading your bio and looking at your website again, I was just leaning into what a badass you are, what an amazing leader you are, the amount of strength that you have, because you juggle all this while having these three amazing kiddos. So share your story with us, like what you wanted to be a chiropractor since you were five. Like what brought you to the business and what brought you to building this amazing seven figure business? Yeah. Well, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on a plane. Just kidding. <laughs> Actually born in. Um, no, I grew up in Wisconsin in a small town. And the reason that the story starts when I was five is actually a horse story. So my big sister, Sarah, and I were riding on our horse. I was five and she was 10. And he was an Arabian stallion. And for those of you who know horses, that's like giving a 16-year-old a Ferrari. Um, and so it was too much horse for us. And we were... Um, running down the road pretending to be chased by something and he bucked and we fell and my sister ended up getting a concussion and broke her arm and so she was kind of the first order of business with uh, the state of emergency but my dad is a chiropractor and so after the dust had settled he was like you know maybe we should run over to the clinic and just x-ray annie make sure she's okay and it turns out i almost had broken my neck oh, um, my wow. seat was hanging a three vertebra and that would be equivalent to, if you're familiar with Christopher Reeve's injury, like a complete paralyzation. So I was actually very close to being paralyzed as a five-year-old. 
And from little on, that was an impactful thing. I knew even just little on that I had a second chance at life. And my dad is the purpose that obviously that was discovered. And so that's something that's just been part of me since I was a little girl, um, not only just chiropractic, but serving and making the most of my life. So that was made school easy. I was able to go through, um, high school, I was able to take college classes during high school and graduated, I would have graduated at like 20 or 21 from chiropractic school with a doctorate. And I knew I wasn't ready for that. So I took some time off and actually sang internationally for a while. I have a CD, don't look it up. Um, but I, I don't write Amazoning. Um, so I took some time off, but ended up going back to chiropractic school and uh, graduated when I was seven months pregnant. So that was a little bit of an unplanned, I was married obviously for five years at that point, but um, that was part of kind of something that threw a wrench in my original plan was being a mom graduating from school. Wow. Okay. So much to unpack there. So you're kind of an overachiever. I mean, I, I do that, but, and yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I want to hear, you know, your dad was a chiropractor. You grew up in this, you know, household. I've met your parents, super lovely. And what was growing up like for you? Like, did you have conversations around the table about being an entrepreneur or about money or, or any of those things? Yeah, I think it's an interesting standpoint. My, I was raised in an upper middle class family. My parents were successful. They worked together. My dad was a chiropractor, but my mom really ran the business. And a lot of my mindset actually comes from my mom. Um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandparents were farmers. And then my grandpa actually ended up, my mom's grandpa ended up owning most of Main Street in the little town that we're from. And he owned a paint store. And it was actually through his investments earlier on in his life that my grandma, who's still living at 95 now, um, has lived whole life and whole retirement, even after he passed with the investments that they made. So they were really ahead of their time and being visionary and planning for their future. And so I come from that mindset um, of all of my family, my cousins, my uncles, everyone is literally an entrepreneur. I have one aunt who's a nurse, but other than that, and all of my aunts and uncles on both sides, it is people who own and run businesses. That's amazing. We don't have a ton of like, um, legacy, I would say entrepreneurs that come on the show. We have a lot of like scrappy bootstrappers that like had to go figure it out, but it sounds like your grandparents were that they had to go figure it out for themselves. And they built, they built, um, a legacy and they built a main street. So it's incredible. I'm always curious about, you know, where our beliefs come from. And so what are you teaching your sons? So this is interesting. My husband and I are actually, um, working through creating a family vision with values. And believe me, girl, it feels like it's like talking to the wall when I'm talking, I have three boys, 10, eight and five, and I'm trying to like instill in them like an attitude of gratitude and work ethic and service above self. And I'm trying to teach these things like, well, one is jumping off the bed and the other is wrestling with the dog and the other one, you know, so I'm hoping like 5% gets through somehow to them. Um, but really trying to instill in them thinking for themselves. I think in today's world, there's so much fear. There's so much being fed that we, it's hard to differentiate who you can trust now. It used to be that you could trust different news sources and kind of see the experts in the field. And now I feel like we're just inundated with everyone's opinion. And yeah. so trying to empower them to be creative, to adapt to whatever's thrown at you and really control your thoughts, even from little on, as well as setting goals, I think is such an important thing. 
Yeah, so good. And I want to assure you that they are listening and they are hearing you even when they're jumping on the beds, because my, my son, um, could be a cousin of your sons and you know, Luca and I, just last night we were, Tim and I were having this conversation and he legit like had headphones on. I did not think he was listening. And I was talking to Tim, I was like, you know, about something that happened in my life and how I was sending them a fire hose of love because I didn't want to be angry. I didn't want to be resentful. I just wanted to let this go. And I said, you know, the belief that this love will come back. So it won't be resentment sending out and something else coming back. He pops off, Luca pops off his headphones. He's like, mom, that's karma. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know that word. Like what he puts his head headset back on, like ignores me then. But Tim and I were just like, okay. All that to say they they're always listening, right? They're get, they're getting this through osmosis, and someday they're going to be they're going to be super grateful. So, all right, let's go ahead. Raised, I use a holes is the word that I use. Holes, <laughs> like you know, we're successful in what we do. We have a lot of resources, and yeah. I never be like just assume it's theirs. Just assume that we got it. Like that. They have to work hard. I want kids that understand the value of working hard that don't take that for granted and that they are willing and able to serve other people. So hopefully that's like my life mission. If I can get that far, then I'm, I'm accomplishing what I want. So, so I want to talk about that for a second, because that's very interesting. The idea of working hard, right. And because I think that means different things to different people. And it means different things at different times, because I know in my whole like career, it's like, I went from working super hard, working all the time to having this goal of like, I don't want to work all the time. And, you know, I, I want to have a, you know, this, this great life and have time for the things. And so I think about that and I, and I don't have an answer to this at all. I'm like, this is something I think about a lot. And I talk with other moms about it. It's like, how do you teach that when all the resources are available, right? When, um, you know, it's like if, if Luca has a desire for something, is it, you know, we, we've been taught it's better to like have him earn the money or have him earn it somehow. And we live in that. Right. But what if, but I feel like you've learned too, that you don't have to work hard or work all the time to create a seven figure business. And maybe you worked a lot in the beginning, but I just know, like, I know, and the same for me, like I've learned over time, it's more about team and systems and process and all those pieces. So how do we balance that out? I mean, Luca has a job, like his job, his job at home and he gets an allowance and then he watches the neighbor's cats and he gets $5 a day. And he has, he saved, I, this is amazing to me. He saved $110 so he could buy this fishing rod, which was like three times too big for him. But like, that was his dream. That was his goal. And so like, he's, he's learning that. But there's also then like you step into this quantum realm of like, you don't have to work hard. To create. So anyway, I'm curious, like, how do you, like, how do you think about that piece for your, your boys? I think you reward thought and creativity because the world rewards thought and creativity. Ooh. When I, the Sorry, do you say something? You were just cutting out a little bit. So I don't know if it's, um, when you, when you're still, it's all good. Okay. I won't move. Um, <laughs> No, I think that it's important to reward thought because there's a lot of people who work extremely hard as, you know, janitors or construction workers or factory workers. And, and I respect the heck out of them. They put in so much physical effort. Um, and I think there's a lot to respect about being willing to put in that effort. But at the end of the day, I think it's important that we reward in our kids the ability to think and be creative and solve problems because that's what the world rewards. And so I, I 
example of I have a friend of mine whose son was over and we have a kegerator with 1919 root beer in it. And he asked me if he could have some. And I was like, no, buddy, we're going to have root beer floats later. So I don't want you to, you know, have the root beer now and that later. He goes, well, what if I had root beer now and just ice cream? cream later and it would be the same total amount of ice cream and root beer but it just has the way that I want it and I was like you go get that root beer that's that's a great actually he was he problem solved to get the solution that he wanted and it, that's a silly example but I want to reward people who can find the creative solution to get where they're going so even with little kids just encouraging that belief of not just memorizing facts but actually understanding and creating solutions Yes. Got it. That's good. That's good for all the parents out there. There's that, that's your tip of the day. I think, I mean, I think that's so true. Like, and we keep moving into the world more and more of information and content. And that's what, that's what we are being rewarded for and being able to solve problems, not only your own, but other people's. All right. So we're going to, we're going to dive in. Let's talk about money. Like this is quantum revenue expansion. Our listeners love to hear like how you did it and like what happened. So thinking back, um, you know, it's, it's with the frame of, you know, an upper middle class childhood, right? And so you came in with certain beliefs about money that may or may not have made it easier for you. I don't know. But do you remember the moment like your, um, your annual income became your monthly income or it was your best month ever, or you were like, all right, we are tracking for, we are now tracking for seven figures. And what was that like for you? Um, I remember the year that I set a goal where kind of working the math backwards, my monthly income into the practice or collections would have been what I purchased a small practice, kind of going back to the origin of my business. In 2012, I practiced a small business that had seven patient visits a week. Right now, to give you context, we see over 400 visits a week. So we've grown about 20 times in revenue since 10 years ago in doing that. Um, I've never worked full time. I've always worked at most three days a week, no weekends, no nights, uh, created the schedule that I want. So it is a possible by being strategic that you can create the life you want while growing a business and being a mama. Um, but in that time, I set the, the goal for my practice. And I remember sending that goal over to my coach at the time. And his, his response was, who do you think you are? And he was quite the character of that guy. And it, that response, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was to like inspire me or prompt me to work harder if he was just being a d-bag i'm not sure right by the way (laughs) he's no longer my coach yeah Um, but it really prompted me to work hard and want to uh push through and accomplish that but the whole thing about like how does your life change when you have that kind of money or that kind of collection it really isn't about the money money is not the why in any of this, right? I see when you answer your question about coming from an upper middle class family, I've never come from a place of not feeling like I had enough. And I think my husband would have a different perspective when we were first married, be like, we didn't have enough, but I never felt that way. I've always felt like money, money is an abundant resource. So if money, why that you're growing, you're never going to be satisfied because there's always more to have. Someone always has more than you. To me, money is the byproduct of the service delivered. And it's almost like a game, right? It's the challenge of achieving that. And what changes is that you have to become a different person. You have to raise to the frequency that collects and attracts that kind of income. um, And the service that comes with that will bring the money with it. All right. We have so much to unpack. I just took like 10 notes. So, okay. 
I want to make sure everyone heard this. So for our listeners that some listeners are on the treadmill right now, do not take out a pen and piece of paper. And if you are driving the same thing, for those of you who are sitting at your desk and listening, you might want to take some notes here uh, because what Annie's talking about, like what you just unpacked is so powerful. Number one, money is an abundant resource and it's a byproduct of the service. And I agree with you. I think, especially if you've come, like, if you grew up in a space of scarcity, it does feel like it's all about the money in the beginning because there is none, right? Like that is, like that is the focus. And then once you like, once it starts to come in there, you know, you start to create the space of, okay, now what is, what is that impact that I'm making? And it truly, truly is that. And I just, but I want everyone, like, what would it be like for our listeners to take on that belief that money is an abundant resource? And it's not just for Dr. Annie. It's not just for me. It's not just for the neighbor that has the business or the big house or whatever. It's an abundant resource. And, and then you segued into, and you have to become the person who essentially has that frequency or allows that money to come in. So let's talk about what that means. Like if someone's sitting there going, all right, Annie, I have a $500,000 business. I want it to be, you know, seven figures. How do I become that person? It goes back. It's interesting the way that he phrased that question. He asked me of who do you think you are from a standpoint of like that, right? Right. But change the tone and intonation of the words of like, who do you think that you are? Right. And I think if you want to grow to that level, you have to be a different person and a better version an improved version. Like I, with every stage of growth, you're not the person that you were, even like we're looking at marriage, right? We're coming up on my 15th wedding anniversary. And I was talking to someone and the person I was 15 years ago is not the person I am today in so many different ways. I'm the same person, but in many ways, I'm not at all the same. Right. And, you know, have to grow and evolve together in a relationship. And I think it's the same way with business. In order to be a different person, you may have to have different inputs. You may have to have a different mastermind, different relationships, different coaches. And I think like, look at elite athletes, no matter how good you are, the best in your field, you still have coaches and shout out to Ursula because she's a mixing coach, right? In business. But that's something of don't ever think that you know it all. Don't ever think that you've accomplished and, and reached it. And something that was pivotal to me in this was I approached the way that I looked at comfort and money with one moment, um, actually in this same year where this growth happened, I was at a seminar and there's a chiropractor out in California and he's like constantly banned on Facebook because he's super opinionated about a lot of things in I the last already. <laughs> uh, he's in many Facebook jails, but he's fantastic. And he actually has a largely pediatric practice and he's just seen kids struggling like so much more than ever. Kids are really struggling and chiropractic helps nervous systems function better and helps these kids on the spectrum or with ADHD, different things like that. And I was coming into this seminar feeling pretty damn good about myself, right? Like I was like, Oh, I make plenty of money and I work part-time and I'm very comfortable. And I was just kind of drifting along and he stands up and he says, so to a crowd, but I felt like he was speaking right to me. He said, so you're like comfortable, huh? And you make really good money and you don't work that much and life is good, right? And I'm like, yep, that's me. And he goes, guess what? F you, except for he didn't say F you. He goes, F you, it's not about you. It's about the people that need you. And that was like a dagger to my heart. Because when you do something that serves the world with people that need you, you can be as comfortable as you want, 
But if you're not fulfilling your purpose, what does it matter? That's a life wasted, right? And when I talk about working hard, it doesn't mean necessarily the labor, like the hard labor. It can be about the creating a space that can create healing or creating a team that can provide that service. It can look so different in so many different ways, but just realizing it goes beyond ourselves. And from that moment on, we've continued to grow by like 20 to 25% every year when I thought I had like reached the pinnacle of my career, growth has followed because the purpose and the attitude of service has expanded and the people will follow that. F you. I love that. F you. I got to float around in this for a minute because so how did that, so in that moment, it was, you know, like you said, it was like a dagger to your heart and you're like, it's, it's landing. <clears throat> And so translate it for us though, what did it turn into from there for you? Was it about, was it about being more visible in the community? Was it about never stopping yourself from inviting someone into your practice? Was it about not like ever stopping yourself from raising your hand saying, I can help you with that. Like where, like, how did this show up in a tangible way? For me, it was creating a team. That was that I realized that my two hands physically could not take on the amount of people that needed me. And so I'm sure many people in an entrepreneurial space can relate to the fact that this is our baby and we want control and we want to do it ourselves and no one can do it as good as we can and all these stories that we tell ourselves. But when I realized that this is bigger than me and my comfort and you know, there's, there's people who needed us, I needed to build a team that was able to accomplish that and reach out and reach further into our community. Got it. So then the expansion followed, got it, and continues to follow as you grow your team and shift and all the things. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I think everyone should have an FU moment. So for everyone who's listening and feeling kind of comfortable, even if you're not where you want to be, right? Like what Dr. Annie just said, is like, it's not about us. It's about the people we're here to serve. So feel into that because when we take us out of the equation, then our fears, our limiting beliefs, all that stuff goes away. So I love that. All right. So many questions. So I don't feel like you had a lot of limiting beliefs about money and revenue and that like, but was there anything that you had to overcome any limiting beliefs or anything even about yourself or about your place in the world or anything that was in your way that you, you know, I mean, guess part of it was building a team and making a bigger impact, but anything that you had to overcome to allow more money into your business and your life. The one thing that comes to mind, I actually was fortunate to learn very early on in my business. Uh, my husband runs a successful couple car dealerships and he, in their luxury vehicle, dealing with, with a significant amount of money. Um, and one of the things that he told me is that I am not my patient's financial planner, their accountant or their banker. And not to let my assumption of their income or their wealth dictate the recommendation that I make you. My job is to be their doctor and to tell them the truth and to understand their story and make the recommendation in, in accordance with that. And it's so, I'm sure you can relate to this too. Like just because someone may look a certain way, it doesn't mean that's a reflection on their actual, you know, net worth or vice versa. And so it's really something like being authentic and telling the truth and making the recommendation that they truly need, they'll pick up on if you're making the right recommendation, they'll make, they'll pick up on if you're telling them the truth, you know? And I think uh, referencing back to our mutual friend, Nikki, um, Nikki does both of our hair, 
don't we look fantastic, right? <laughs> Shout out Mickey. But she has a saying that says, of course, I'm going to make your hair look good because if you look bad, it would make both of us look bad. And so um, it's kind of the same way that if we under recommend something, they're going to leave with the disservice of assuming that it didn't work when in reality, you just didn't make the right recommendation because you made some assumptions, right? And one of my assistants actually came, I'm sad to even admit this, is a colleague of mine, but she came from a clinic um, that the doctor would, on the new patient phone call, take the patient's address, and he would look up on Google Maps where they lived, in what neighborhood, and he would make a recommendation based on their assumed wealth. Um, and wow. So terrible, right? Like that is something and no surprise, he's no longer in business because people pick up on if they're if they're being taken advantage of. So I think letting that dictate, not making assumptions and just telling the truth and leading with the golden rule is super important in growing in sales in general. Yeah, not shopping with their pocketbook. Because the truth is, if someone needs what you have, I really believe this, whether it's a product or a service, if they need it and and or and it's their heart's desire to get well or to have that beautiful luxury car. It's, it's not up to you and the money will show up. The money always shows up, whether it's through their bank account or through somebody like it's, it's a meant to be kind of thing. So I'm so glad you talked about that. So tying into that piece, you know, you broke through that income ceiling when that speaker said F you and like you like popped through that income ceiling because you went and hired your team. But what are your what are your top two two tips for busting through an income ceiling if someone's stuck? Yeah, I think even if it's scary, be authentic to who you are and create a tribe and a culture that is really like that you feel awesome about that's authentic to you because you will attract your own tribe. Um, this morning I was actually talking to a friend of mine who owns a small business and she was debating if she was going to go back to school or raise her prices. She just felt kind of stuck. And the truth of the matter is I said, you probably need to do both because she feels for the last four years, she has not had any growth. And this may seem obvious to you of being like, well, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing with expecting a different result. But how many times do we do that in our business, right? Where we, we keep having the same habits, the same processes, the same communication. And so sometimes you have to bust out either in doing something new like education, raising your prices, even if you are going to lose some people in the process, as you continue to grow, your frequency changes and some will naturally fall away and embrace that and love them and be thankful for them for being in support of you along the way, but you're also making room for people who are gonna be a better fit for you and for your culture. So I think that's something as a small business, you have to be willing, even if it's scary to lose those people, yeah. um, no required for growth. And let's just say as entrepreneurs, we are all insane. So if that resonated with anyone out there, like I've been there and that's why, you know, Annie, you've had a million coaches. I've had a million coaches. I am a coach. I'm always being coached. I love coaching. I'll pay for coaching until the cows come home. So to speak here in Minnesota, because we can't see our own stuff. And if we could, we'd all be trillionaires. Right. So it's like, I, I go to my, when I'm with some of my coaches or one of my coaches and I'm talking to them and I hear the stuff that's coming out of my mouth. And there's a part of my brain that's like, did you really just say that? Like, is that really getting in your way? Is that really a thing, Ursula? Like the, the conversation? Well, clearly, yeah, it is a thing, right? And so, you know, lots of grace to all of us business owners because we are, we're a different breed and, and anyone who's listening that is a business owner and, you know, we're, as we're recording this, we're come, well, I don't even know where we are. We're just kind of coming out of the pandemic, but no one's really sure right now. A lot of uncertainty, 
for those of us who are still in business, shout out to every single one of you because you're a badass. You are a badass and you're making it happen. So, so I love that on that was talking about just like busting through that next income ceiling. And so where do I want to go next with you? I feel like there's so much you, you talked about, I keep going back. Cause that, I love that moment for you of that speaker being on stage being like, F you, you're too comfortable. And you're like, Oh, there's more, there's bigger impact. There's more that's calling me. One fear that I see for a lot of entrepreneurs is once they hit a certain, like they break through an income ceiling and they hit that next level. And there's this fear that they're going to go back. And what I heard you say is like, it's just continual growth. I focus on the golden rule and making an impact and we grow 20% every year. I think that's what I heard you say. How, like, what are your practices? Is that like an annual thing where you build your revenue model and you look at the 20% growth? Do you not do that? Like any tips you can share in terms of staying in that next level and continuing to expand? Well, on a very practical level, I think you have to make sure that processes are in place that can sustain growth. So we've already talked about, you know, education, frequency, people, but also making sure that what allowed that growth can be sustained and without exhaustion of the business owner. And so that again comes into bringing a team into place, hiring people where your weaknesses lie so you can focus on your strength and continue that growth. Um, but something that's been really big for us is automating revenue and having that be a recurring automatic monthly membership type of thing, which is a little bit revolutionary in chiropractic, um, not in many other businesses, but most clinics aren't doing that. And that's taken up so much stress of coming into the month, knowing that you have maybe 50% of the income that's going to be coming in already of the total collections already pre-programmed with the cards on file, you know? So that's something that allows for growth that also preserves the quality of life of the entrepreneur. Um, and then also just making sure that you're involving your team and giving them authority and autonomy to give feedback and create a safe space for that. They're on the front lines. Don't think that you know it all or that you have everything figured out. Um, let them give feedback on process and be open to what your patients are saying too, or your clients in most cases. But I would say be open to feedback and growth and just automating process. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So Everyone who's listening, this comes up a lot on the show. I think it's come up with every seven figure plus business owner, two magical words, recurring revenue. If you don't have it, it's kind of insanity making. It's very hard to have a predictable business. It's hard to grow the business. It's hard to sell the business if you choose to. So I just reworked, I was working with a new client yesterday and um, she has a very successful business over here. She's starting a new business over here. And I looked at her model and I said, what happens after you hit, like she's brand new with a new business, 10,000 a month. She's like, I max out. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I said, you're going to, this model, you are going to hate your business so fast. You're going to burn out. It's just, so we rebuilt her model to include recurring revenue. I'm like, without that, like you just, you can't, you can't grow. So, and I love what you're saying too. It's, it is revolutionary in the chiropractic space. Like it's, it's coming. Like I've, I've heard it more, but I agree with you that it, it hasn't been a thing. And I can't imagine trying to start over every month. So, so and I love what you said, involve the team and ask for feedback. Not always easy to do not always fun to do. Not, you know, we don't always get the feedback we want, but, but, um, it's, it's necessary for the health of the business. And if your people don't, if your team doesn't feel safe, they're, they're not going to share. So I love that we're right. We're getting to the end of our, our conversation. So just final say, final say, Dr. Annie, like what's your best advice for a CEO who's listening out there anywhere in the world? 
who wants to turn their annual income into their monthly income. This is nothing new and nothing original and dates back to Napoleon Hill in the 1920s. But really have a definite chief goal that you're working toward. Be very clear with goal setting. Um, it's sometimes easy to say like, wouldn't it be nice if, or I would like to have, you know, something way down the road as far as a goal that you'd like to have, but be super specific. Um, I have to show you this for the podcast listeners, this, but these are my goal cards over the Ooh. last several years. I don't even know how many there are, but they're, they're, you know, years of growth and it's fun to look back and to celebrate that, but being very clear, even if it seems, um, unattainable, being very clear about your specific goals. And I actually looked back and prepped for our conversation today, year to date in 2021 through July, I predicted within 1% clinic collections, chiropractic collections, because we have different lines of business within my clinic and chiropractic visits within 1% year to date. And that's in the middle of the pandemic, right? So we didn't know as of December of 2020, when I was making these goals, what any restrictions were going to be, what life was going to look like, but the subconscious mind is a powerful thing. And so making like writing your vision, making it clear, and then also understanding kind of back to the attitude of service and work that money is going to come as an exchange for those things. So being clear about what you're willing to do in exchange, how much time you're willing to give and look at that on a regular basis and keep it in the forefront of the mind because the subconscious is powerful. And it's amazing what can come if you're just very clear about what you want. Yeah. Amen to all of that. It's, uh, it's so interesting. And I'm so glad you said that because and I want to make sure everyone heard what you said, like December, you put your revenue goal on paper and when it's on paper and you're 1%, like you're 1% away from that, which is pretty insane, pretty amazing. Your subconscious mind absorbs that. Like we've had so many clients say, I hit the exact number I put in my revenue model. And they hadn't been looking at their, their not their revenue model, but their projections for the year. And they hadn't been looking at it. But the second you do it, it gets into the subconscious. And back to your point, it's like, if you don't ask for it, it can't happen. So um, shout out to Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich because he he taught us all a lot. Still does. Still, I reread that book. And I know you do too. So for our clients, not clients, for our listeners who, um, are in our vicinity in Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever, like, or they can fly in to see you, right? If they're like, they feel like I need Dr. Annie. Tell us about what you have for our listeners. So we offer a introductory new patient special that's $19. Um, you offer a consultation, examination, adjustment, all that good stuff. So if you're local, I'd love to see you. Um, you can also reach out on our website, which is family Cairo and like Minnesota.com. If you are around the world and looking for a great chiropractor, I have a vast network of colleagues and people that I've trained with over the years that are fantastic. So if you're looking for someone in your area, I would do my best to connect you with someone that would be a good fit for you. Yeah. And any, anything that you specialize in at your office or that you see a lot of um, or that, you know, people present with and you guys love helping them with? So we focus on neurologic health. Uh, we experience the world through our nervous system, through our brains. Uh, so we actually do neurologic scanning to analyze not only why you have pain, but the function of the body. And we have technology that's able to measure that and quantify it as you go through care and continue to improve. Uh, we also have full laser therapy or it's called a Hiltz laser. And it's actually the reason that I'm still in practice. So it's something that we offer to our patients that expedites the healing process. 
Yeah. Awesome. And where do you hang out on social media? Where can we find you? You guys, I am not that cool. <laughs> like literally the one place we can go. Like I know you're on Facebook. <laughs> I I'm not on like any social media platforms. I am too busy chasing after my three sons and my two boy dogs and everything else that goes with that. So I'm not that cool. But feel free to reach out on the website or on Facebook. Okay, cool. And we'll put that in the show notes. Dr. Annie Michelson, thanks for hanging out with us today on the Quantum Revenue Expansion Podcast. Loved having this conversation with you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. And to our listeners all over the world, we love you. Um, email us if you have guests that you recommend, or if you have questions or something you'd like to talk me to talk about on the show, you can email us at content or contact, sorry, contact at ursulainc.co. One of these days I'm going to learn my new website, contact at ursulainc.co. And we do read them. My team sends them to me and we look at everything. So if you have suggestions for topics or anything like that, that's it for now, everybody. I think that's your most epic week yet. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.